0: Welcome to another great episode of Canadians with Disabilities and their allies. My name is Brent Frayne. I'm the host, and the PWD Allies is also on YouTube and check out your favorite app where you find it available on Spotify, you can check it out on, on your uh, iPhone, uh, Apple, Apple Store, uh, I call it iPhone, Apple Store, <laughs> okay, just Google search, you can find me anywhere that you want to find your favorite podcast and today i have kyla lee joining me on the show kyla's a vancouver criminal lawyer and she specializes in the well, uh, the irp and uh, dui um so and she's also known as the chip guru uh welcome kyla lee
1: hi thanks for having me
0: oh hi it's a great pleasure having you join on here and uh it's always great segments, uh, having, um, you know, expertise, uh, knowledge in certain areas and advocacy. Uh, it, never, it never takes the rest, uh, advocacy on other on defending people's rights, uh, human rights, um, or whatever it may be, um, talking about how things affect people's lives in so many different ways um, in, to, in society. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll dive into, um, in, well, into uh, your, uh, your area of expertise first
2: just before just before we launch i just i just wanted to put a teaser out for people that are watching oh, yes. that they have they have to stay tuned to the end because oh, we're, yes. gonna, we're, we're gonna do a live we're gonna do a live chip tasting at the end oh oh wow <laughs> you know, yeah for the for the chip guru, guru. Oh. yeah long-awaited okay. return of chip guru <laughs> there you go oh yeah and yeah. Uh, i also wanted to mention you know we we, we should almost uh change the name uh for the pwd podcast for brent breaks the internet because you're all over you're all over google you're all over the internet now
0: <laughs> breaking breaking with brent yeah,
2: mm-hmm. yeah. anyway breaking, carry, breaking, carry on it's, yeah. leave Break, it to yeah. your leave it to your uh producer to, to, to derail the show
0: sure. why not, why not? The side know. of
1: a good producer
0: yeah. <laughs> there go there we go well yeah well, thank you, Kyla, again uh, for coming on. Um, this is awesome having you join on. And uh, we uh, we had your colleague uh, Prairie Paul on just recently, and uh, yep. yeah, he was talking about his um, his songwriting and how successful that's coming along, and uh, some of the cases that he's gone through, and uh, kind of in the same uh, situation like what you're doing too, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, going through uh, you know criminal law, and uh, it, I'm sure some days are probably can be trying and other days not you know not as bad yeah
1: they, yeah. they don't call it a trial because uh if it isn't trying
0: <laughs> that's <Right. laughs> true yes. Yes. yes
1: the uh i mean i i love the work i do i think it's super fun but it's it is exhausting and it it's also i think sometimes really emotionally exhausting like more than it is physically yeah. um just because i deal with so many people who all have you know, a significant need for their driver's license, a significant, you know, impact on them by the actions that the state is taking against them, and a very, very limited mechanism to challenge those state actions. And, yeah, sometimes it just feels like you're, you're pushing a big rock uphill, and you're not getting very
2: far. Well, yeah, we, we know all about that, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, pushing the big rock. And-
0: yeah, over the mountain, and just hoping that it's not going <laughs> to come fall back on you. Because- yeah. <laughs> Or that it goes rolling
1: down the other side of the mountain and you lose control.
0: That's right. Uh, And that's what I think a lot of people are going through these days of, uh, you know, thinking, well, when's, when's things going to relieve, you know, when are they going to get some kind of relief of um, financial, um, I guess, equality. Um, And I guess it breaks down into uh, what I'm going to talk to you next about is there's financial equality of, People having to pick and choose of like medications for their disability, um, and like say when they're when they're driving, if they they're disabled, they're driving a vehicle, and they're having medication because of their disability. Um, how does that how does that impact them when they're driving? Like uh, like say they get pulled over, maybe an officer thinks that they're they're you know drinking and driving, but they're not. They're actually uh, on medication, or is their disability that's affecting their um, their driving?
1: Yeah, so there's a lot of ways that that can happen. Um, The the most common way that we think about, like when we talk about medication and disability is when it comes to sort of drug-impaired driving. Mm -hmm. So under the Criminal Code of Canada, the Criminal Code says that you cannot uh, drive or operate a motor vehicle if your ability to do so is impaired by a drug. And for people who take medication for a disability, for a medical condition, something like that, their ability to operate the motor vehicle isn't impaired by the drug. If anything, you know, if I if, if I know somebody has an issue that's being treated by a drug to make them, you know, more capable of driving, more capable of doing things that we have to do, I mm-hmm. would want them to have that drug in their body if they're driving and not the opposite. But the law doesn't doesn't have a mechanism to sort out those cases. So what happens is police officers stop somebody. Um, uh, and they uh, and they investigate it. And then as a result of investigating it, they do a series of tests. So there's two stages of tests that police do. The first is called the standardized field sobriety test. Um, mm-hmm. And that is uh, a set of three different tests that are done at the roadside. The first one you do, it's you've probably seen this on like cops, if you've ever watched cops, where yeah. they put the pen in front of your eyes and you follow the pen with your oh. eyes yeah super great i see both of you wear glasses super great for people (laughs) who have problems with their vision because your eyes don't behave like my eyes where i don't have um problems with my vision um and and so that uh uh is something that um uh is an issue there's also the problem um that with the second two sets of tests which are tests that are Testing your balance and testing your physical coordination. So they're looking at things like whether you can stand on one leg uh, for a thirty seconds and oh. um, without you know, you lift like one foot off the ground about a foot, stick it out, <laughs> point your toe, hands at your sides, oh. and then stand Excellent. there for thirty seconds and don't fall over, don't no. hop, don't use your arms for balance, which is crazy wow. because wow. that's actually interfering with your vestibular system, which requires three things: two feet on the ground your inner ear control and mm-hmm. your arms, which are a huge part of your balance. So they do that. And if you have any type of oh. physical disability with your hips, your legs, your knees, um, even your spine, oh. all of that's going to be affected by that. And then the third test they do, this is the most complicated one, is walking the line. And you'd think like walking a straight line, super easy. Walk the line. <laughs> yeah, I walk no, the it,
2: line. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> but we're getting Paul back already. That's right,
2: yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: um, So they want you to take nine heel to toe steps and you have to touch your heel to your toe. And then you have to do a special turn, um, a specific way, and then nine heel to toe steps back. Again, arms at your sides, walking along this imaginary line. And they give this long list of instructions for how to do it. So if you have like a cognitive impairment, um, cognitive disability, attention deficit disorder, as -hmm. the officer is sort of parroting this list of instructions while you're standing there, not being told to start, You're going to do things that are going to trigger false um, scores on the test, and that's going to lead to your arrest. So that's the Mm -hmm. first stage. Just in the first stage, it's already set up for people to fail. Then you get to the second stage, which is called the drug recognition evaluation. And this is a 12-step program and mm-hmm. they do a bunch of things where the officer basically becomes doctor and it's really funny like they get a stethoscope and like a little kit they got a blood pressure cuff and a thermometer oh. and like they they will measure the size of your pupils they will um oh test your test your muscle tone but not like in a proper way they just squeeze you oh, and wow. see if oh. you're flaccid or rigid
2: oh
1: wow <laughs> yeah oh. <laughs> like please don't do me i don't want to know <laughs> yeah,
2: i i haven't t- I haven't heard the term flaccid uh for that. Oh yeah. yeah we yeah, use those per, terms uh, Please don't
0: do not do squeeze that arm. I mean double this one. Why? Well, because <laughs> I just got my shot in this arm. Oh geez.
1: exactly. Ow. I did I did just two days ago and it's still sore right here. So hopefully oh, yeah, okay, I, I don't the, get arrested.
0: Well I got I got the, the flu shot and, and the and the covid shot in the one arm. It's just, well, which arm? I said, just do it on one arm. Let's just be a trooper and let's just get it done. She goes, oh,
1: okay. Yeah. So they they test things like your muscle tone, which again, like, you know, depending on what, you know if you have disabilities and what type of disabilities you have your muscle tone might not be what is expected um, because you might not be like very mobile um, and using a lot of muscles all the time or using certain Mm -hmm. muscles and not others um, to compensate Mm -hmm. for things. and, my and my
2: uh, tone my tone as a somebody with the uh cerebral palsy it's yeah. like s- s- so like it's off the scale like it's too it's too much right yeah so and, they would uh, call yeah. you
1: too rigid and they would yeah, say that's and, a sign that you're on a stimulant
2: yeah <laughs> oh it's like no it's just my disability yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. no well, Neil it, you're you're on cocaine according to the police mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yeah
0: because I mean it control your your balance right off I mean it, it's... it um. You have an in, say an inner ear uh, infection, or you have an inner ear imbalance. Um, yeah, I mean, it can really throw you up, especially staying on one, you know, one leg. Like, wow, If mm-hmm. thing yeah. I'm just doing exercises or something, staying on one leg. <laughs> And then they
1: also do things like they test your your blood pressure, which, you know, you take anybody and arrest them and put them through a series of physical and medical tests from a police officer who's saying you're on drugs. Of course, their blood pressure is not going to be. normal. And if you have a medical condition, you might have an elevated heart rate or a higher blood pressure. Like, I mean, high blood pressure is a medical hypertension, right? Like that's a medical condition. It's a disability. But it's also something that would cause the police to c- conclude you're on drugs. So they take oh. all of this information from the 12 tests that they do at the police station, repeat wow. the drugs as part of that, and then they interpret it uh, to determine which class or category of drugs you are impaired by. Oh, and, and then they'll take a urine sample. And as a result of the combination of the tests and the officer's interpretation of the tests and what shows up in your urine, if... Yep the c- category of drugs is present in your urine or metabolites of that category of drug are present in your urine. Yeah. And the officer identified that, then it is presumed as a matter of law that you were impaired and that you were impaired by that drug. So even mm-hmm. if you take oh. like, you're a, you're a person with ADHD and you take like Ritalin or uh, Vyvanse, I'm not sure how you pronounce it, but like one of those stimulant medications. Yeah, but- yeah, that are good for you. Um, you take yeah. that, and because of your disability and dealing with the police officer, the officer says, I think you're on a stimulant, and then it shows up in your urine, even though it's actually something that is treating you, mm-hmm. you're going to be presumed to be impaired in your ability to operate a motor vehicle by that as a matter of law.
0: Oh, yeah. wow.
1: That's yeah, nuts.
0: Yeah, that is. Yeah. Um, I mean, and it's supposed to help the person, but mm-hmm. no. It, it, they well, say. This-
2: this is a slightly different matter but it's kind of the same uh thing is like uh with uh with the ministry of uh social development and the ministry of children and families uh mm-hmm. because um you know my first wife had a had a disability fairly fairly significant disability right she was in a wheelchair her whole life uh needed care aids 24/7 mm-hmm. And of course I was born with my cerebral palsy and because we had a son like an able-bodied son, the ministry automatically assumes like children and families and the, um, and the ministry of social social development, they both assume that uh, our son, when he was born, your son is going to be at risk because there's two disabled parents so they they automatically consider uh it our son to be at high risk because he's being parent being parented by two disabled parents oh, That was wow. you know, it was i mean they told us point blank too like there was like they, they didn't they didn't even hide it they said they said you know under under our current uh what do you want to call it, regulations or whatever we want to say uh, your son, we consider you two high risk parents because of your because of your disability. I was like, whoa, <laughs> and, and it's wow. like, wow, well, that 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 floored me. It you know, just floored me. Do you they know?
1: still do that? Do you know?
2: I, well, I I I think so. Wow. You know, oh god. Uh, and terrible. that 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 blew me away. And I know I'm knowing I guess, getting a little off topic, but it it, go, it goes to show you that the stigma. I was, I was trying to get to the mm-hmm. stigma of it, right? Like it's just like automatically. Uh, painting the brush and saying because you're disabled you're this or you're Mm -hmm. you're you're less than capable or something right yeah um yeah
1: yeah so it's the idea that you you draw the assumption that somebody disabled is going to do something wrong first yeah it's automatic rather than assessing the unique circumstances and Mm -hmm. giving people the benefit of the doubt assume you're probably not going to have a kid (laughs) If you can't look after your kid, I mean, that's what we assume about able-bodied parents, even though lots of them are terrible at it, (laughs) but we give able-bodied parents the benefit of the doubt. Oh, you're able to walk and, and reproduce? Perfect. Go forth, have kids. We'll intervene if necessary.
2: Yeah, because for I me, mean, for sure, we had like lots of discussions. I mean, it wasn't just like, "Well, no. oh, let's try it. Let's try this. You know, <laughs> I, was like, but oh.
1: I think most people, you know, when they decide to have a kid, have lots of discussions. <laughs> well, that's, what, all
0: you're, that's <laughs> what you're supposed <laughs> to do anyway. Yeah,
2: yeah, I, yeah
0: that's what... I, I, re- I remember a time uh, riding a bike. Um, I, I had this mountain bike and I got it all geared up in mirrors on both <laughs> sides and a, a horn. Oh, yeah, I got a horn and a, a little radio on the front and I had reflector <laughs> Lights on the back, Kayla, and I would press a little button. It would tell me, uh, you know, tell the people behind me if I'm turning right or left. Oh yeah, and it would be flashing, blink, 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 and an arrow on it too. Anyway, it cost me like 200 bucks to get this thing all decked right out. Wearing a helmet, and I guess I didn't have my helmet on. It was it was kind of off a little bit, like kind of wobbly a little bit, right? And I had taken allergy medicine at the time. It was a bad allergy season, and I I kept wiping my eyes and. This cop car goes by me and I'm whipping down. I just put it into like I think 15th, 16th gear. And I'm just clipping along. And I said, yeah, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to click this into 18th gear. Let's see how fast this little sucker can go. So I'm just booting along and it's a flat road. And, you know, there's a stop sign further up. And, of course, I'm slowing down because, you know, I mean, it's a four-way stop. It just because I'm riding a bike doesn't mean that I still have, I still have to follow the rules of the road, right? Mm-hmm. So I stop and I slowed right down and I stopped. And I saw in my mirrors behind, the cop was way back there. And something told me he had like a, one of those g- guns. He's just kind of mm-hmm. watching the speed of it. So anyway, I stopped and I, I continued on. And further down, all of a sudden I see this. Was he just speeding to get yeah. on your bike? No, he stops me. No, he just pulling me over and he pulls in front of me. And he goes, how are you doing? I go, good. He goes, so you got that helmet on tight enough there? And I go, yeah. And he goes, it should be on a little bit uh, tighter. Um, I noticed that, uh, you were, um, I observed that you're wiping your eye or you got something in your eye. I go, it's just allergies. I see. You, you know, that, um, you should really be careful because riding a bike and you're doing that, it could be a distraction and not really focusing on that on the, on the road. And I said, oh I said, are you, are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> he goes, you know what? Like, I, I'm not going to give you a ticket because technically I could, I could give you a ticket for because you actually you slowed down you stopped but you but then you stopped but then you continued on you looked both ways no cars coming but you kept going you should have fully stopped complete stop and then going oh (laughs) sir there was nobody even around me like it was like yeah yeah it goes doesn't matter i'm like wait so that was that was that i'm going oh my god (laughs) yeah and, and then another time, downtown Langley, I'm riding my bike and they say, you know, it's not safe because cars you can open their doors, you can get doors slammed, right, and you're riding your bike. So I'm walking my bike and it was on an area where a sidewalk where it says no bikes. you can't ride your bikes. Well, I got off mm-hmm. <laughs> and I figured figure, the same cop later that day, the same cop, because shakes his head i'm glad that you're walking your bike because you can't be riding your bike on that sidewalk it's it's uh dangerous and it's not allowed i go right sir yeah so that was <laughs> my story <laughs> Oh my goodness. I was just like, oh, oh man, this guy is just what having the a, odds. <laughs> he's wants to get some brownie points or something. I don't know what was going on there. It's but... a very bored
1: day for police. It's,
0: <laughs> that's one
1: of one of the rare situations where I would feel like the, the statement that people often make to police officers when they don't think they're being treated fairly. Don't you have any real crime to fight? <laughs> Might be <Yeah>. appropriate. <laughs> Shouldn't yeah. you be out investigating I was, real criminals? I was
2: wondering if uh, yeah. you and Paul should do a duet of like I fought the law and the, the law oh, won.
1: Oh, I, like I like the sex pistols version better where I fought the law and I won.
2: That's, um, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's what it should be. You should do the reverse, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we are.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow, uh, you know, it, it's um, it's really uh, amazing on uh, what, you look at the priorities of what some of the officers are, are doing um, mm-hmm. their they're going after people that are sleeping rough on the streets uh, versus in the, you know businesses getting broken into. they're trying to they're trying to be in, in a whole bunch of places at the same time. Um, there's so much of that going on in the communities uh, lately in Vancouver alone. Um, London drugs they, they're having a huge problem there um, where there's huge theft going on. Mm-hmm. I mean so the police are having to constantly attend their their uh, downtown and uh, downtown Victoria, same thing. storefronts too. Yeah, it's everywhere. Yeah. And, um, you know, they're having to be in all these places at the same time. And then then they go after little little granny who who's walking across the road and, and saying, well, are, are you going to be OK? Because this other car speeding along and yeah, and then uh, they start lecturing her or she should maybe maybe be walking with somebody else. I witnessed that the other day. Mm-hmm. The cop says you should maybe be walking with somebody else because. Um, the traffic, they don't always stop here, even though they're supposed to. You're on a marked crosswalk, you know. And she says, you know what she said to the officer? I heard it, and she says, sir, you know, you could be, actually, my grandchild. You need to carry on and actually do your job. Yeah. You yeah. need to m- move on, sir. And he goes, I am, ma'am. Ma'am, you're not taking seriously. Actually, I am, and if you don't move, my stroller is going to bang into your police car. You're gonna now going to have to move on. I thought... Uh-huh. i thought that oh. is awesome i want to meet yeah. that lady well it <laughs> goes to her lady yeah he goes yeah. thank you man have a good day
2: <laughs> well when you when you mentioned the uh the shoplifting brent i mean yeah. that that raises an, an issue too is because you always hear about the police officers making arrests yes and 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 then for some reason like in something in something like that they didn't hit like charges are never laid or there's no actual punishment like there's no there's no follow-through it's just like well that's bad of you like like this and then uh, you know off they go yeah you know, and, and, and i mean I, you know I, I i understand that there's defense lawyers that are going to defend and and all that kind of stuff, but I mean, if you if you do something and it's it's con- confirmed that you're that you have stolen something, I mean, you shouldn't right. just get a slap on the wrist of a wet noodle. On like, please don't yeah. do that again, Brent, or please don't do well, that again, Neil. Like well, like there's yeah. got to be there's got to be a little bit more deterrent than that. Well, right. the
0: thing is, you're, you're always proven uh, not guilty, right? I mean, until they have to prove the the reasons of doubt that you committed that crime. Um, and so, I mean, if, you know, if you're in the grocery store, I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, Sonia and I see this all the time, Kyla. I mean, what do you do? I mean, I, you know, we're in the produce section and I, I see somebody over in the other area and there's some grapes there and you open the bag and they're, you know, <laughs> this lady's looking around and she's a <laughs> bunch away And I'm thinking, or are you seeing, are they just getting, you know, a bag and an apple and just kind of drop it the person, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, uh, like as far as, that type of shoplifting I'm kind of sympathetic to it because especially mm. right now like grocery prices are so insane oh like, my god who's who's I the don't... person you the understand it you
2: understand yeah. why it's happening for sure yeah yeah yeah, yeah. the store
1: the store is yeah. robbing us so yeah. you know eating yeah. a few grapes I'm I'm content to turn a blind eye to that I mean obviously it's illegal yeah. don't do it but yeah like yeah. I'm not calling the police or alerting store security if I see it um oh well, yeah and then when it comes to what you mentioned about people who, you know, they get arrested and then they just get released. That's not necessarily always the case. So there's something that British Columbia does, and it's part of the BC Crown Council policy, um, which is uh, for people where it's first time offense or maybe like a second time and very rarely but still Mm -hmm. sometimes a third time if you get arrested for shoplifting the police can forward the the file to crown council who can look at it and they can do a couple different things they can issue you a warning letter so you get a letter in the mail being like you were arrested for shoplifting don't do it again otherwise we're gonna bring charges Mm -hmm. and they have a year from from well, 18 months technically, um, uh, but you know, it's, they have a long time from when the incident took place to oh, actually wow. lay a charge. So they can keep that file sitting yeah. in the Crown Council office. And if you come back, they can go back to that file where they said, I wasn't gonna do anything and then yeah. decide to approve that charge after a period of time. Uh. And they can also refer you to a program, it's called Alternative Measures. And it's essentially like a restorative justice program so you have to go meet with a probation officer the probation officer talks to you about what happened you have to admit that you did it take responsibility demonstrate remorse and then mm-hmm. they give you a series of tasks to complete so things like writing an apology letter writing an essay on the you know the cost of shoplifting um on the or
0: they yeah do this
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, mm-hmm. kind of
1: like that but a little more yeah. restorative right like usually yeah. there's some community work service volunteering stuff um required And so Mm -hmm. long as you complete that plan, then the charges go away. But if you don't complete that plan or you say, I didn't do it, I'm not taking responsibility, then you have to go through the court system. So Mm -hmm. a lot of first-time offenders or second-time offenders dealing who are caught shoplifting end up going through these programs. And they have been very successful at deterring Mm -hmm. people from continuing to engage in the behavior. So... What the public might perceive as like a catch-and-release situation isn't necessarily always what's happening.
2: Well, that's good to know, Then, yeah. yeah. Yeah,
0: because I, I know lately um, on the news, you hear about these profi- pro- prolific offenders who, I mean, in some cases, Kyla, in one day, they, they've now gone into the same business or they, or maybe mm-hmm. a couple of businesses down, down the street from where it is. And they go in and they, they break into a place and they, they, they get arrested. And they go back out and then they do it again. And they, yeah. Right.
1: But the people that are doing that are not, generally speaking, are not people who are just doing it because they're bad folks who want no. to commit crimes. They're people yeah, with disabilities, they're people with yeah. addictions issues, mental health issues, mm-hmm. yeah. um, people who can't afford to eat. And so yeah. they have to steal to eat. Yeah. And so, what we're, what we're calling when we have this prolific offender discussion. Like I hate, I hate talking about people using that terminology because I think it's very dehumanizing. It reduces individuals to their crimes and it fails to recognize that whatever has been happening for that person to put them in that position is continually not being addressed. And that person is continually not getting the support that they need from Mm -hmm. government and from community and the resources that are available are not servicing them. And that's leading to a problem for the community. But that should not be the case as a community we should want to give that person what they need to succeed not continue to perpetuate these stereotypes that because you engage in criminal behavior you must Mm -hmm. be a criminal you must be violent you must be somebody we need protection from
0: yeah Yeah. it's amazing on on the the language that that you know that the government will use that oh they'll 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 stigmatize it well that's that's the individuals who they are and this Mm -hmm. is what they're doing like they'll call it they say prolific offender or some magic you know, pink unicorn name <laughs> or a situation though, they'll, they'll just call it uh, whatever. And, um, but yeah, the underlying issue is why is the person, like you mentioned, I'm glad you said that. Like, mm-hmm. why is that person doing what they're doing? What is it that can be done to help that person maybe to maybe stop doing what they're doing?
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but yeah, cause I, I mean, you know, downtown Victoria, um, like I see them sitting in, uh, people sitting in front of storefronts and uh, there's a lot of reasons why they're there.
2: Um another example that I can give just personally is uh a few months ago for quite a while uh, the building where I am my, my condo we were dealing with a you know a few homeless people hmm. in in the condo that was that were using our underground parking uh as <laughs> living quarters and and oh. they were <laughs> they were using a a portion of the um a portion of the um underground parking And, you know, you understand why that's happening, because, of course, I mean, homeless is becoming more of an issue. But Mm -hmm. the problem with that, of course, is they were lighting fires down there. um, And one got out of hand and we actually had to call the fire department. So now you're putting the whole building at risk, Mm -hmm. like it's a a safety issue. And they were leaving like drug paraphernalia and like they were defecating everywhere. And so... Mm -hmm. And like all this like we had to we had to spend it was over like we had two uh two times we had to call in you know the got junk or one of those. Yeah. And they, they there's two times we, we called them for for and it was only for the homeless uh two times and that was like over I think it was $750 each time to clear out like oh, yeah, drug, drug, drug paraphernalia and, and just like, like I said, feces and just garbage and all the all rest of it. And so that's like $1,500, uh, you know, that our strata had to pay. Um, and like I said, and put our, put the lives of the of people's building uh, that live oh, in the building at risk. They, oh. And, and like, again, like I'm sympathetic because I know like homeless is a, is a serious thing. It's, it, you know, um. but but we're getting to the point where, you know, that you can kind of see, well, we talk about policies all the time. Right. And and yeah. and uh, this is where, you know, you you wish government would do more because they just kind of wash their hands of it. And, and it's, mm-hmm. it's like they, they passed they pass the cost on to other people because they don't want to deal with the cost right so it gets passed on to ever to everybody else
1: well and it's only going to get worse too because we saw what was it like earlier this week um the bc government introducing as part of they have they have a bunch of bills like the government has been legislating everything that you could possibly imagine under the sun um to try and deal with social issues but when they're dealing with social issues they're actually just legislating away their responsibilities so right now there's two important things happening one is with respect to drug users and decriminalization and we know you know we brought in this decriminalization experiment so that we could get people in british columbia access to um clean safe drugs uh, in a way that would prevent the huge number of deaths um, that are happening which are people who have addictions and people who don't have addictions So people with disabilities and people who don't have disabilities are equally dying from drugs. And the government has now brought in legislation that says if you're using drugs within like any um, particularly distance of like a playground, a schoolyard, all these different places, places where children would be. But Mm. they've also given police powers that if on reasonable grounds... They believe that somebody has used drugs or is using drugs in one of these places, they can go up and they can tell the person to stop using drugs oh. or, or oh. move yeah. them to a different location, um, oh. move them away, like literally yeah. force somebody to pack up and leave. So you yeah. have all these people who are going to be displaced forced oh into the corners and then potentially overdose and die in a place where they're not going to be found
2: that's like right. trying to get rid of a nuisance bear or something right yeah, yeah.
1: it's basically <laughs> just trying to like you know hopefully we can kill enough people that we don't have to look at this problem yeah. that we have yeah. and that's it's, it's terrible shifting
0: to it off to another shifting it off to another area yeah. like it's not not it's like uh the housing issue i remember in surrey for instance uh they used to be always known on king george highway always known as Oh, it was the bad area. So they they shifted them all off. Well, let's get rid of them all, push them to another community. So where did they go? Uh New Westminster, and then they found their way into Vancouver, downtown East mm-hmm. Side. Yeah. Oh, now they're there. Oh, the other community said, hey, we cleaned everything up. Well, did well, you? No. And and did that brings
1: it? me to the second piece of legislation that the government's introduced that is only going to make this problem, Neil, that that you had worse. Is they've now legislated because there have been a number of lawsuits in Canada that have been successful where people, advocates for the homeless have brought um, challenges to decampment actions what? taken by government and said, it is a violation of your charter rights if you're forced to decamp if there is not sufficient available shelter space. And that's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's logically you want to say, there's no shelter space. You can't force people out of an encampment. At least they mm-hmm. have a place and a community yeah. in that yeah. situation. Right. The government in BC just tabled legislation that purports to define what sufficient available shelter space is using a different definition than has been applied in the courts to oh. stop to stop legislation or to stop litigation that's uh, that's contemplated and being launched in British Columbia
2: mm-hmm. related
1: to this, and again is essentially forcing people into situations like uh, like the one that Neil's describing where they can't go to a shelter. They you can't know, be in an encampment, and they're yeah. gonna end up in people's parkades. You know what that up.
2: You know what that yeah. sounds like to me? That sounds like another pink unicorn to me. It's yeah. like just right. making right. shit up. It's like, well, let's let's invent it. Let's invent a definition that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. but Neil, well, Neil
0: I, we were just uh, at the bus stop uh, yesterday, actually, early yesterday evening, just walking by, um, and there's a lady who lives in my building. Uh, she was petrified. She says, oh, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad that uh, you're you're there. Can, can I talk to you for a minute? I said, oh, sure. And I, I said, well, you know, I, I do. She knows I do the podcast. And I said, yeah, like, you know, what's what's up? And she's like, uh, there's a, a homeless guy. Um, and he, he found his way right to uh, the front door of our building. I said, oh, you mean the guy that was just crossed the road? Like, I literally saw it. She goes, I guess she must have came out of the building. And I didn't realize that. And she said, yeah. I said, oh, I mean, the guy almost got hit by the vehicle because he was staggering here and there and he was all over the place and vehicle stopping and he just like literally stopped inside the middle of the road and it's just kind of almost like he was going to dance in the middle of the road. I thought, oh this, oh my God, like, what are you doing, sir? I thought, and next thing I know, apparently he made his way back to the building. We have a bench in front of our building. He sat down and he was doing his drugs right in front of the building and she came out of the building uh, and so, uh, long story short was, um, okay, well, where did he come from? We came from an encampment that the city said, nope, they need to take down the encampment today was that day was the last day they could have the encampment. He has nowhere to go. Um, and there's no shelters. Uh, they, the government said they're building more places for them, but they're temporary shelters. In my view, they need to have permanent housing mm-hmm. for them to go to these temporary shelters. It's not, it's like a aid over the no. problem. And fix- if you
1: if you have a bunch of people who are in need of services and support and they're yeah. all in an encampment you know where to centralize your efforts in giving people those resources, where to yeah. send the community resource teams, how to find people they're probably going to be there. Whereas if people are just transient, sleeping in whatever yeah. doorway or parkade that they can find yeah. and then moving on before, you know, people wake up the next morning they're less able to access services because service providers are less able to find them.
0: Right, they're kind of scattered all throughout the the community and they never keep track of them. It's like when they do, it's like when the uh, government sends out the homeless count, how many people are homeless or how many people are living precariously housed, maybe the couch surfing or whatever it may be. If they can't, if they're not there, when they come and do their uh, their tracking, they can never really get that accurate number of how many people they need to be helped in whatever the case may be and and look um, at know, how
1: much higher it was this year.
0: Yeah. Oh, I, the numbers are quite, quite high. yeah. Uh, you know, well, you know, you know, like, we're
2: gonna we're gonna be talking about this more probably in our roundtable on Monday. Um, you know, because we we always get into bigger discussions, but uh what I was uh no, I I've gonna lose my train of thought again. I hate that when that happens. Uh Oh, come come back to me. <laughs> uh yeah. Just give me a second, but you can keep talking. Um yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, think- I hate that. The the train left the station a little bit. <laughs> Bring it back. Uh, yeah. Never mind. Yeah, well, I'll, well, I'll I'll come back to it.
0: I think it was probably maybe it was regarding the, the ministry uh and uh some
2: of the figures, maybe. Uh that was oh, and I know what I was going to say is is when um, you know the the idea that the the government you know they have this idea that if they if they put money into into something like for example just just as one example the government thinks that if they if they give PWD more money uh, like in and PWD assistance that somehow that money just is just getting flushed. Like, it's just gonna, they're gonna give it and it's just gonna, it's just gonna disappear. It's gonna just dis- disappear into the ether, right? It's, there's gonna be like no, there's gonna be no re- actual return on investment. That's that, mm-hmm. that, that's mm-hmm. kind of what they, that's kind of what they feel like, right? And it's mm-hmm. like, I wish they would think about it differently. Like, you know, if you give people money, it's not, you're not just flushing the money down the toilet. No. I mean, no. You're especially,
1: equipping people to get better resources yes. that allow them yeah. to. Do I more. mean,
2: especially yeah. for especially for uh, people like you and me, Brent. I yeah. mean, they tie <laughs> us down so we're not even mobile to leave the province for crying out loud. Oh, so can you have
0: thirty day day pass.
2: Please? Yeah. So of course we're. I mean, if we if they give us more money, of course we're going to spend the money here. Mm-hmm. So so for spending the money here the money's going back. It's being pumped back into the economy. It's not going offshore or something. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not, I'm not investing the money in offshore accounts. I'm not yeah. in, you know, hiding the money somewhere, somewhere and, else, you know, it's like, it, it it's, in the Cayman islands
0: or somewhere. It's, it, it's,
2: it's, it's getting spent and it's getting reinvested in the BC economy. And for yeah. some reason they don't, I don't know what the disconnect is. It's like, well, if we just give people money, it's just going to disappear. And, and they're nothing. you know, we're gonna get nothing out of it. What
1: are you? What are you oh. gonna do? Hoard it in your big yeah, pile I mean, of money I'm, in your I'm, massive bank account? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hide it under my mattress for ten yeah, years, and then I'm yeah. never gonna see it again. <laughs> yeah. Probably
1: gonna, probably got to do things that I wouldn't do otherwise in my yeah. community.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, here, here's a uh, great cause that. I always uh, uh, get a good laugh about, and no one knows where I'm going with this one. It's like the day pass or the month pass well, can I leave the province? Oh, yeah. No, you need to, you need 30 days. You need to tell the government that you're leaving so that, and they, and they will make that decision if they feel that it's valid that you can leave the province for maybe to go on a holiday or go to uh, see a relative or I don't know, whatever it may be. I mean, wow. It, it kind of gets back to, uh, I remember way back in uh, early high school, Kyla, uh, or even elementary school, right? I mean, geez. Even college days, right? Of course, I joke around my instructor back then. Uh, I'll get to that in a sec. Because uh, uh, I'd say, "Well, can I go to the washroom?" Go, well, Brent, go. You don't don't tell me about it. You need to go. Go. Well, yeah, I just I just don't want to be uh, rude, or you know, I just want to disrupt mm-hmm. the class. Just just go, okay? You need to go. Just. I used and-
2: to like the. I used to like the teachers that would say. I don't know. Can you? Yeah, yeah. One of my high... find out
1: right now. <laughs> one my,
0: yeah, One of my high school teachers used to say the same thing. Neil, can you? I go. I, I guess I can. Well, I don't know. Only you would know if you can. <laughs> and then so I would. I would actually joke uh, further down the line when I was in uh, in college and uh, was a business administration program, and then I took a travel, uh, travel and customs and immigration program. Yeah, it was quite interesting uh, with that one. And I pulled the same line. Oh, the instructor was like, "Are you kidding me? You need to go and use the washroom. I go because they was giving a presentation, and I didn't want to miss anything. Like, if you need to go, you just get up and go. You don't tell me about your problems, Brent. Go. I go. Oh, okay, because I wasn't sure if it was appropriate. You know what? Go now and be while, while you can. I <laughs> was like, but I joked around because. I remember reading about how the government at that time, I was reading about how the government would say, yeah, you, you need permission to go. And they're like, no, if you need to do something in life, you need to just go and do, you don't need permission. You just go and do. Yeah. Yeah. And they said, yeah, uh, yeah that, what was that?
2: We have uh Dan in chat and one of his, uh, one of his comments is uh, you're making good points. And, uh, and he says, Kyla for PM. <laughs>
1: no Uh, no 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 no. politics (laughs) is so toxic right now i was just talking about this yesterday like it is a politician can barely breathe without being criticized by somebody i do not want to constantly be in that like i'm criticized enough because i'm on the internet. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, yeah. I don't. I don't want to make it worse. So no politics for me. But thank you for the support.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, And I, I see a lot of, um, a lot of that happening lately. Um, even, um, even the Green, uh, Green Party. Just recently, I was watching the News Hour uh, last night. Um, Elizabeth May for the Green Party. Apparently, she had a, uh, she had a stroke. And oh, really? uh, it was yeah, it was undiagnosed. Um, she. Oh she God. was putting in 19 hour days, 19 hours days. Wow. And she said the debate that they would get in the House of Commons, you know, <clears throat> back and forth. And she says it's part of it's part of, you know, what they do. And they mm-hmm. but I guess the the pressure must have got to her so much. And she got a major, major headache. And she thought, oh, OK, God. is this probably a thing? Maybe I do to slow down. She went to go and try and see a doctor. She doesn't have a family doctor. Her family doctor retired so she um she waited waited to try to get in uh she had to wait i think a month before she was actually diagnosed she went in after a week but she had to go and see somebody else and then they diagnosed after a month and it was some kind of a different a form of stroke but she now learns that she's going to have to slow it down and just got to go with the flow in life and you know and not say hey you know politics or politics i mean and that's one thing that when I see people who get into into that, and I great, I mean that's great if if they do, I mean that's awesome. But the problem is that the system, it's a systemic thing, is that they can get so far and they want to accomplish so much, but the system stops them. It stops them from doing a lot of things that they want to do um, for whatever reason, um, you know. And I know some of them they try their best, and kudos to them. Like it doesn't matter, like nonpartisan. Um, kudos to all of them that try their best Mm
2: -hmm. but then
0: you have to learn that I mean if things affect them so much they got to take a step back a little bit and say I you know I can only do what I can do and then they feel that they can't do they take a they just take a a leave and say the system stops us
2: the system stops us too Brent
0: well yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) well it, it doesn't stop advocacy
2: that's true. Yeah, I, Alex, I was gonna. I was gonna say we have about twenty minutes left. I didn't know if you wanted to segue into the chip segment or make final comments on this first. Oh, do, you, do you have uh, any f- final comments, uh, Kyla, before we?
1: Oh, I, I mean, I have. Well, I had lots of things I was going to say. Well, <laughs> we, we can keep. We vivo. can keep going. I just. I, oh, I, yeah. I, 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 do, I know do not a... need. I do not need twenty minutes to eat a bag of chips. Trust me, it's like <laughs> okay, four okay. seconds <laughs> and it's gone. <laughs> okay. Okay.
0: There, there wasn't. There was. There was a uh, a part that I did want to um kind of uh pass by you there, Kyler. It was about um designated parking spots for disabled people. Yeah. Now, yeah, that could be quite contentious because what do you do if somebody? parks in there and it says they don't have a stick or a, a little deckle that says a hey, wheelchair accessible and they just pull up there because they they don't want to walk further in the parking lot they want to get close to the grocery store meanwhile a, a person who is designated as uh, a disabled person do you notice and they can't do you work. notice
2: that the uh, shopping malls and everything they they whenever they have to clear snow they put all the snow in the oh, disabled yeah. spots. The I, yes, yeah. I see, like yeah. all the time I see that big piles of snow and they're always in the accessible spots and everything else is clear.
0: Yeah. It's like
2: whoa. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Um I, I mean a couple things. Um uh, first of all, I don't really see, I'm not looking for it, right? Because I'm not using those yeah. spots and I'm not parking yeah. them in them either. So I don't really see people taking the spots, but maybe that's yeah. you know that's a blind spot that I really need to work on. I think probably, um, because I think it's incumbent on all of us as allies. Um, if we see somebody yeah. parking in that spot who doesn't have the placard and doesn't have the sticker to say mm. something and say, you need to move out of that spot and make that available for the person for whom it's designated. Um police do have some limited ability to enforce that, but it really depends mm-hmm. on the type of parking lot too. Because if you right. have like if I have like my own a parking lot, this is like not a, a very open secret that I have this parking lot in merit. <laughs> I,
0: yeah, I don't have
1: any there's no markings on any of the parking spots. There's just stalls, it's not next to yeah. anything. But if I were to go up there and I were to, you know, paint the symbol on some stalls to yes. make them designated accessible spots because it's just a random private parking lot. I'll give
0: you a can of paint. To your yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's
1: not really something that the police have the power to enforce because they're not yeah. enforcing a rule or a municipal bylaw or an obligation. Whereas if it is a parking lot that has you know, a lot of like municipalities have bylaws associated with, if you have space, you have to have space for parking. And if you have space for parking, you have to designate this many stalls based on the size of the parking lot for accessible stalls. And they have to be not so many feet from a doorway and so wide. If it's one of those, then police have powers within the municipal bylaws to enforce who can and can't park there. So it really depends. And the problem is it's not like police are going and looking up like whatever permits have been granted for any particular parking lot. So Mm. beyond sort of the examples you've given earlier, police saying something to you, they don't have a ton of power to do anything about it. Now there's obviously a different, if it's it's like a city owned Mm. lot or or like an actual part of the roadway governed by the vehicle act, then they can ticket you for disobeying a traffic control device. And that has Mm. two points. So, <laughs> yeah. To avoid points, err on the side of caution, and only park where you're allowed.
0: <laughs> yeah. But, well, Why? Well, you know, talk about parking. Uh, then, then there's uh, then there's the, the Air Canada fiasco. Uh, Hear about yes. that going yes. on? The, yes. Uh, the, the wings, the They're wings, the wings of Air Canada gave them a lashing. They gave them a whip. They, they, yeah, the wings really clipped them real bad. Uh, bad um, PR for uh, Air Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah leaving people with uh, disabilities with their uh, accessible devices behind.
1: Well, and and likely they are going to be um, facing human rights tribunal claims under the, (laughs) there's federal human rights code that would apply because it's aviation, so it's under the jurisdiction of the federal government. And um yeah, a federal human rights code complaint could have significant consequences for Air Canada. Well, they've vowed to change things, but I don't know. I feel like just, I've been hearing stories about airlines doing this since yeah. as, yeah, as it's, long it's as I've far, been aware far. of airlines.
2: So to me yeah. it's funny that it's only come to light now because uh, like it's literally yeah. been decades. Been I've half, heard half. I've heard stories of damaged wheelchair chairs, like you know, on a regular basis. And mm-hmm. it's only come to light now, which is strange to me you know, I don't know.
1: I I will say, like, I think there is, there is power now in social media in that people whose voices previously might not have been able to get out there because of, you know, things that limited their ability to access, you know, communicating with news organizations. Now, you have Twitter at your fingertips, you have TikTok, Mm -hmm. you can, you can tell your story, and you can reach an audience of millions within Mm -hmm. seconds. And that's been-
0: as, as long as Elon doesn't turn into yeah. S- you know? I, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, won't, we, won't,
1: we won't talk about Elon. I don't want to get kicked no. off the platform no. for no. sharing no. my views, but you no, can guess neither. what they are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I- but I think, you know, that part of social media for all its yeah. pitfalls has been very powerful for people who otherwise have not had the opportunities to share their stories. And so people are becoming more aware, um, which allows people to also be better allies, to look out for yeah. situations like this, to speak out about it and to use the power that they have as a result of privilege that they have to make yeah. conditions better for other people. So, absolutely
0: oh, absolutely,
1: there's, there's yeah. fun silver lining, I guess.
0: There's, yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the wings will sail. <laughs> I mean, by the... Clipping them right back, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, yeah. There was there was an airline. I, I was reading that before the show came on. Uh, there was an airline that took off from the UK. Apparently, uh, it was used as a prop set for a film, and Ooh. it took off. It flew up to ten thousand feet, and then they realized there was some panes that were missing on two windows. Yeah. Oh, wow. They had to turn it around and go back again. Yeah. Um, How so- do
2: you just miss that? Oh, I By, by the way, <laughs>
0: that
1: happened to I, me once on a flight, I, I was flying from Key West to Chicago, and we took off from the Key West Airport. Key West is, is the very like tip of, of Florida. It's the last of the Florida Keys. It's the southwestern point of the United States. And so we take off and we're supposed to be going in the direction of Chicago, which is over land. But I'm yeah. looking out the window and I'm noticing we're just kind of circling over water. Oh. Repeatedly. And I'm like, that's really weird. We're not getting any higher. We're not going anywhere. It's like 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And then the pilot comes on and he says, Oh yeah, we're just um folks, we're just having a problem maintaining cabin pressure. He's
0: like, Oh my god, oh. we're gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
1: Cabin pressure is like you'll pass out and then you'll die. Yeah. Uh yeah. the plane will fly <laughs> until it runs out of fuel or crashes into something, whichever comes first. I was terrified. And so we had to make an emergency landing in Miami which uh, I've never, I fly a lot and I've never done an emergency landing before. He's on the, Mm. they redid the safety demonstration with the masks twice. um, Cause of course no pressure, you need the oxygen mask. Um, and then as we're landing in Miami, he's like, and we're expecting a really rough landing, but uh, don't worry, we're going to have fire crews waiting on the runway, oh. riding alongside our plane. So, you know, if we catch fire, they'll be able to put out. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: Oh, wow. Oh, I see, as I mean... we
1: as we're flying into the miami airport the fire trucks are coming out these like roadways on the side of the runway and literally they're alongside the plane on both sides following oh. us along lights and sirens activated and i thought oh my oh gosh, my gosh. We're gonna die. and it was the smoothest landing i have ever had like i fly a lot it was, yes. it was beautiful gentle touchdown on the runway came to a stop i was like all this, all this anxiety, wow. and it was perfect. But oh my god, terrifying! Yeah.
0: That, that reminds me of a time. Uh, it was in uh, 2000. When was it? Beginning of January 2017. It was in the election year when we had uh, provincial election, and um, I remember I, I I took a couple weeks uh, absence for because we went on a low holiday. Uh, it was a, it was a Christmas gift from Sonia's parents. And so they said, well, we're, we're going to get you a round trip tickets to go down to uh, Palm Springs. I'm like, oh, wow. And I'm like, uh, well, I've never flown on WestJet before. And Okay, well, so I look at the forecast and she says, oh, we, we should go now. And I said, like, well, I booked the hotel in Richmond and we went over to Best Western. I booked it for two nights because I figured, well, just in case, you know, there's any weather mishaps, I want to make sure we're there. So I said a day early. And so it was actually, I think three days. She said two days. I said three. So anyway, the argument was three days. We went
2: back, eh,
0: get there, checked in, ice storm everywhere. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was bad. It was really bad. And they had no salt. They ran out of salt in Richmond to put on the sidewalks. Are you kidding me? So mm-hmm. you can imagine two people oh trying God. to luggage and going, whoa, flip slide. Yeah. And I'm, No, no transit, uh, you know, and everything kind of grinding halt. So I, and I could see it right there from this, from the uh, Candlelight station. I knew it was over there. I'm thinking, how am I going to get from here to there? Anyway, it took about three times as long to walk there than it should have. Got there and checked in. Uh, I went and looked at the hotel across the road. um, Got accommodation over there. Checked out of there that night. Bad, bad it was bad, really bad situation. Like this is yeah. not the accommodation that we're paying for. So I go over to the holiday and no problem, complimentary shuttle, free breakfast. Um, yeah, it worked out. So anyway, off to the airport we go, uh, Kyla, and um, standing in the lineup. And, of course, you know, as a, they recognize person with a disability, okay, well, you get priority boarding, this and that. The like guy had, it was already all pre-planned. Okay, well, Sarah, you'll have to stand in the lineup like everybody else excuse me Hmm. no like so anyway we got that problem uh, fixed pretty quick Mm -hmm. uh we get there and uh it was a really bad storm like it was it was windy it was like it was pouring out and then it was trying to snow out um they had to de-ice the planes, and so we were amazing we actually left actually it left on time oh wow Um, that's rare it went went on time but like when which i thought i said to her wow we're actually leaving on time amazing it taxied out to the runway. We that sat there for, what, 25, 25 minutes. Yeah. And then the p- plane was kind of barely moving, stops, barely moved, stops. I'm going, oh, all of a sudden, <laughs> I'm like, holy, like just took off. And um, we uh, went up the altitude. and What was it, 25,000 feet? And uh, I thought, okay. And he says, well, we're going to climb a little ways, a little bit higher than what we normally do in this area, but um, it's all good. Uh, we're just going to get away from the storm. And it was all down the whole West Coast. Like it was all the way down to California. And wow. uh, yeah, like it was a huge system. And uh, you could see, looking out, and you could see all the all the major clouds. So I was like, oh my gosh. But the barometric pressure it was the same thing. We need to get the cabin pressure to a level. And I thought, what does what right. he say? And so he's like, everything's going to be fine. <laughs> oh okay she's like everything's fine and yeah I was like braver than me <laughs> the story just comes by can i can i get you a cup of coffee or i think it's complimentary yes. oh, coffee sure i'll have coffee yeah. now. i they <laughs> yeah. thinking how about it something else you know
2: yeah. <laughs> something so, harder <laughs>
0: yeah but we, we get there but the thing is is that the um it was good like the landing was good coming in um then mm. her parents got a little bit pissed at me actually after because we get there and Sonia goes, I need to use the washroom. I go, Can we not use can you not use one in the airport wherever that is? Well, I need to go now. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. You need to go now. I get it. I get it. Okay. All the she coffee All the coffee she <laughs> drank and pop and pop and pop and coffee and mm-hmm. all the stuff they kept giving us, bottled water and so I mean, why not? It's free. I mean, complimentary. I mean, why take yeah. advantage of it, right? I mean, what the hell? <laughs> So uh, yeah, so the um, captain says, "Hey, um, I understand this is the first time you're on WestJet," and they had the plane decked out as a Disneyland theme. So they had it mm-hmm. all decked out that way, and I said, "Yeah, like on this plane, yeah." And he goes, "Okay." Do you, he goes, "Uh, you want you want to get a picture?" So he said, "I go sure." And he goes, "Well, what do I do?" And I goes, "Well, oh, here, get into the co-captain seat. Excuse me, get into the co-captain seat." I go, "Well, all these mechanisms, these switches," and I said, "I I don't want to bump anything." <laughs> <laughs> I, he goes, the plane's off. Don't worry. Like, I've yeah. now turned it off, and I can control it. So anyway, I leaned down. I said, uh, I'll, I'll just I'll just sit here, sir. So he goes, no, no, get in the, cap- get in the captain's uh, in the seat. So I sat down there. Anyway, he got a photo of me, too. And her parents were waiting and waiting and waiting. Because we were waiting for Sonia to go in the washroom. Then, of course, I had to go to the washroom when I got into the airport. Mm-hmm. I'd go mm-hmm. through customs again. Get in there. What are you bringing back? Nothing myself me myself and i uh my luggage (laughs) i said my luggage uh yeah so we left when we left um we had all bunch of different kinds of chips i had this kind of chips and this (laughs) kind of chocolate bars and chips and you name it i mean it was a novelty store i love this one it was called um what was it the dollar what was it called I think it was, it was 99 cent store, 99 cent store Kyla. It's called the 99 mm. cent store. you ever been there?
1: Well, I've I've been to dollar stores. But yeah, no, but this that, one's called the yeah.
0: 99 cent store. You could get no. lettuce there. You can get whole heads of lettuce. You can get everything you can think of there. So I was it was I was like a little playground for me. I was like, I'm gonna have this and this, take it back with me, because stuff that we don't normally have in Canada, they have there. So I went and loaded down the luggage as much as I could, get to customs. And the guy's like, uh, what are you bringing back? Uh, can I open up your luggage? Sure. So I stood back. He goes, if you could just stand back for me, please. Yeah, no problem. Shh. What the uh, He goes, what the <laughs> hell? I go, what? Mm-hmm. I go, holy, are you hungry? I go, uh, no, not really. Um, but I'm just bringing back souvenirs. you got enough to actually supply a whole canteen store there, sir. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Did you have <laughs> any of these, though?
2: I no, I didn't. I did yeah. not
0: have any of those. Just I,
2: That sounds like that, a segue to me. That sounds
0: like a segue. <laughs> but when we left but when we left it off, we actually it's, it's ironic that we actually had to divert into instead of YBR, I looked down and I could see water. And I thought, <laughs> what the heck? And I looked in and I, uh, I said to Sonia, where like are we in Vancouver not YBR over that way? Because I saw land. It was not dark. It was getting dark, but not quite. And it was starting to go out. And I thought, hmm, we're going across a body of water. Where are we going? She goes, oh, my gosh, that looks like Nanaimo. I thought, why are we going over toward Nanaimo? Like, the plane was circling around, went over that way, and it came back to YBR, Hmm. back further out. It was Hmm. because of the jet stream. Apparently, it was some kind of air current. It was quite windy out. And I guess Hmm. they had to divert around it or something. I don't know. It was Hmm. really strange. Hmm. But that was quite the experience but when- I always cherished the snacks that I brought back and to look on the custom face was like, I said, did you, do you want one? <laughs> and he says to me, thanks, sir. But I'm not allowed to actually have anything from there. But if I was allowed, I would definitely would take the <laughs> chips because I like those chips that you mm-hmm. got in there. And that kind of goes with the, what we're going to be talking about now is yes. the, the, the chip guru is here <laughs> to talk about, the, the chip that she has and uh,
2: we're
0: gonna dive into that this is gonna be good folks this is gonna be
2: good <laughs> you're gonna be Sorry, glad I that these sneezed
1: and you... no, no people snow are gonna running. people
2: are gonna be glad that they stuck around for the whole show yes just oh, yeah. for this just for this one moment yeah <laughs> all
1: right so today i brought uh zaps uh potato chips. These you could really only get in like the southeastern United States. Mm-hmm. Um so like I guess the the closest to here that I've seen them has been in Illinois, um, mm-hmm. which is eastern. It's not really south, but um that's yeah. the closest you can and they don't ship to Canada. So we can't get them here at oh. all. Um oh. and these are a new flavor I haven't tried yet. These are mm-hmm. called hotter and hot jalapeno. <laughs>
0: Oh, so, Audra, oh, 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 I can't wait I don't think
1: it's not like the the takie one chip challenge so oh, um but before we open them, I did bring a fun chip fact for you and oh. I thought uh because you video record this podcast I thought I would do um like a, a video themed chip fact so right you've probably noticed people in TV shows and movies eating potato chips and they're always eating the same brand of potato chips. They're called Let's. And this is the same mm. fake brand of potato chips. It's been in shows like Sons of Anarchy, My Name is Earl, Cougar Town, Orange is the New Black, Arrested Development. Like It spans the, the gamut. It's like the 555 number. Yeah. It's oh, yeah. For yeah. movies, Let's yeah. potato chips. So uh, wow. these are zaps, not Let's. <laughs> <Okay>. So <laughs> step one, <Yeah. laughs> let's open the bag.
2: The unboxing.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> these have like right away on the nose a really good jalapeno smell. You know when you get like that those pickled jalapenos on your nachos that that aroma that little bit of spice in yep. your nose. Oh That's, yeah. These have that, so I'm very excited. I think yeah. I'm gonna get exactly what's advertised. They smell spicy. <laughs> That's
0: good. <laughs> so if I
1: cry, don't don't blame me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it looks just, good.
0: Yeah, looks but, like a heart.
1: Yeah, lots of flavor yeah. angles on here.
0: The texture looks uh, looks pretty good, too, of it. it yep, looks-
1: yep. So taste is king, though, so let's give yes. it a try.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's the ASMR portion of the podcast. <laughs>
2: Ooh.
1: OK, they weren't initially spicy. But as I'm talking, after I eat that one, it's really mm. like picking up. Like I can feel the spice all the way down in my Uh-oh. throat. Oh,
0: oh, oh, yeah.
1: These are these are hotter than hot.
0: I'm <laughs> I don't know if you've
1: ever had like the Miss Vicky's jalapeno.
0: Oh yes. Oh yeah. So these have, have yeah.
1: Yeah. These have less of like a like a jalapeno flavor as far as like the mm. pepper flavor, but they have mm-hmm. a lot more heat, and oh, the heat okay. is is a lot more pervasive. So. Mm-hmm. They're pretty good. I'm, uh, mm. I'm, I'm a fan, but I don't think I can eat more than a few. Of
0: them <laughs> oh, without,
1: no. yeah, without melting. So, uh, <laughs> highly recommend if you're in the U.S. Try the Zapp's potato chips. Nice. Is a glass of wine with those. Oh yeah, I could mm? use a glass of wine
0: Glass of wine, wine <laughs> go- yeah. yeah, like a nice
1: and crisp white wine.
0: Yes. Yes. Uh, I oh, I, yeah. I remember um, we were at uh, we were at our parents' place uh, at a Christmas uh, Christmas time one year. And uh, huh. uh, her her dad gets out. Uh, what was it? What's that name of that drink that your dad always gets out?
1: Oh, it's um, it's a Norwegian drink. It's a
0: Norwegian drink. It's um,
1: oh, brain
0: lapse. Uh, brain lapse. It'll come to me one second. Um, no. Uh, Can't
2: be as bad as my brain lapse earlier.
0: Hang hey, on, let me Google oh, it. She's gonna Google it. Oh, oh, here. Okay. It is. The Google always comes oh. in handy for nice. these kind of. <laughs> oh yeah Yeah. i used to try and like
1: like push my brain where i'd do a rule where i wouldn't google something that i was trying to think of unless i'd been drinking in which case i could no longer trust my brain so i wasn't going to give it a chance
0: (laughs) yeah and Um, and, and it's amazing after when i did google and i did that one time and then i came up with this okay why did i search for like how did how did that that name come up for the uh but anyway, it's a, it's a um, she's looking it up, how uh, kind of... The,
1: activate, activate.
0: Oh, activate.
1: activate.
0: Oh, yeah. It's called boot Oh, now, that stuff will mess you up. That <laughs> stuff, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, well, I tell you, we were, having, we were having turkey dinner, okay? Her, so her mom has some glasses of wine, and she's like, here, pours it out, how much would you like? And she's a little, little tumbler, and she's pouring up. All of a sudden, I see this, oh, and then mm-hmm. I've uh, turn my... And her dad's talking me, I was like, ooh, a little bit more. I'm going, ooh, okay, I'm thinking that's a little bit too much in my glass. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. I can handle that with this nice big dinner. That's good. And her dad goes, well, first of all, we got the activoots. So we got these little shooter glasses. And so he pours <laughs> it in there. And he goes, okay, uh, cheers to, you know, the, the season. Yeah, okay. And uh, so I'm talking, you know, we're talking. And her dad uh, reaches over. And he, I can see him pouring something into a glass. And and uh, her mom goes, um I I think oh yeah I was talking to her sister, Sonia's sister was there that one year, and so her sister we we're talking and I heard her mom go, boy, what do you want, Tully? And he says, just pass me his glass, shoot her glass. All, all I heard was pass the glass over. So he fills up my glass with some more activute,
2: And he it over, and her mom
0: goes, Oh, he wants you to have this. I'm like, wait a minute, I've already had it. I'm thinking I'm not losing my mind. Brent, Brent I mean, I tell me you didn't my arrive. mind. I'm thinking he wants me to have more activity. I'm thinking, no, this stuff is going to mess me up real bad on top of the wine. T- <laughs> oh, tell, boy.
1: Tell me you didn't drive, please.
0: I did not drive. I, I, did not drive <laughs> I did not drive the Santa sleigh. <laughs> you the night there. Mm. Thank God I had Good. to stay the night, but I tell you, I slept like a little baby. <laughs> oh, <boy>. Good. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm glad I wasn't trying to ride a bike. Yeah, Ooh. no kidding. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> But you tried walking yeah, i want to ride walking.
2: my bicycle i want to ride my bike
0: that's okay they live in a uh, mobile park so that was an interesting walk so we went for a walk around and oh. but nice. yeah that's yeah cool. but it was cold it was really cold out so it really actually wakes you up in a hurry too when it's
1: mm-hmm. yeah well thanks so much for having me on this podcast
0: it was it was awesome having awesome. you on yeah we'll have to I do really this again
1: enjoyed this oh yeah i've had such a fun time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And I mean, I got to end it with chips, so that's uh, awesome. <laughs>
2: <There you go. laughs> excuse
1: yeah. to eat chips in the middle of the workday, yes, please. Yeah, yeah.
0: Paul, Paul had mentioned about a uh, a video segment that you did, um, uh, on that one. His uh, some of his music videos, there was a uh, one, um, that you were dressed up for something and nobody recognized who you were. Oh, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, but I won't say which video it
0: is. No, nope, I won't say which one, no, either. No. <laughs> <laughs> but but the, you know what? It, it's uh, I find I find them very interesting. Though so the videos that he puts out, uh, Paul puts out there, they're really good. You guys should do a, another duel on those. I'm uh, looking forward so to. It.
1: But, we have so many in the wings that we're working on. We finally got oh, yeah. a little time with some projects that we've been long term working on that are wrapping yeah. up. So more music to come, <laughs> and, and hopefully fun. more episodes of more, the chip and more
0: chips. Yes. yes. Yeah. I'm yes. looking forward to those too. Cause uh that... we'll
1: be back for 20 Or you, you
2: can thank us for yep. helping you reboot your chip yep. good, good I kick will. Kick. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll
1: plug your podcast in there the, you go. in the first episode. There
0: you go. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. For sure. And uh we'll, when you get that launch too, we're gonna get you back on and uh awesome. we'll on. Yeah. Great, thank you so yeah. much. Thank, thank you so much, Kyla. Good. Yeah, until next time. Bye everyone. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Kyla.
1: Thank you.